Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45 minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Welcome to episode number 46 of the LSR podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. Adam Candy, Dustin Galker are here. We are on lockdown, but we still have some news to pass along to you guys. As always, we are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. So please go in, subscribe, rate, and review. We really do appreciate the five-star reviews. Helps us climb up that ladder a little bit and helps people find this podcast. We do appreciate that a ton. We're going to touch it. Based on, you know, a couple of new states here, see what things are going in Maryland, see how things are going in Kentucky, see what's going on over there in California and, of course, in in D.C., which is always something we talk about here on the podcast. But first, let's kick things off with just some more closures and things that are going on due to the COVID-19. And uh, Adam, this went down really just this morning here. We talked about how the Nevada casinos had been shut down for uh, up until April the 17th, but that is no longer the case. We're going to be at least a little bit longer till we see any sort of action on the strip down there. You know, once we saw the federal guidelines extended through the end of April, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Nevada casinos would not be able to reopen by the middle of the month as planned. And we found that out today for sure, as Governor Sisolak put in a mandatory stay-at-home order That means that not only the casinos, but non-essential businesses and schools will stay closed through at least the end of April. So you're going to be looking at at least a minimum of six weeks of all Nevada casinos being shut down. I know we're going to talk about February uh, sports betting revenue from Nevada's casinos and, and the fact that that's going to be probably the last good report that we'll see for a while. Not unexpected, but yet, you know, as these closures extend on weeks and weeks beyond even what was originally planned for, uh, you know, the impact not only on Nevada's workforce, but on Nevada's economy will be huge. And of course, we know from what we heard last week that the AGA said 100 percent of casinos in the United States are currently shut down. Now, they are going to get some measure of relief from the Stimulus Act that was passed in Congress, but it remains to be seen how that will all be distributed and what impact that'll have in mitigating some of the damage. Uh, Dustin, I saw you comment on whenever the numbers came out online, and I think it was I think it was just an estimate. I don't know. I don't know how you would actually get the the true numbers, but the burn rate on these casinos on a daily basis is just absolutely crazy. When you think about them being shut down, it's not just like they shut down and then all costs are, 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 are just going into the bank there. They're not like, they're not putting out any, uh, any money here. Uh, the burn rate to keep these things closed is still very significant. 
Yeah, I mean, there uh, in a lot of places. Uh, this is getting a little in the weeds, but for our audience, maybe not. But a lot of these casinos uh, have sold the, the land that they live on to uh, investment trust. That's what uh, the deal with Penn National, with uh, the trap there in Nevada, in Vegas, just did last week. So you know, it still costs money that they have to pay. You know, for the for the the leasing the land, that that stuff doesn't go away unless they get a forbearance or something like that. But yeah, you know, there's 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 no way for them to make money. They these are, I mean, they revolve on cash all the time, cash coming in and out constantly at a casino and a hotel. And, you know, you shut just like a lot of other businesses, you shut that down. Things uh, suddenly uh, get pretty dire. Uh, you know, one interesting footnote is that uh, we're interestingly, Nevada, interestingly seeing Nevada get a little bit more aggressive on the sports betting front. People are, are asking, the books are asking to be able to book Esports events there. Uh, I think we, they, they just approved uh, the regulators there just approved a Counter Strike Global Offensive uh, event that is coming up. Uh, you know, I talked to when I was doing more on esports years ago. I would talk to bookmakers, and they're like, I, "I want nothing to do with this. There's not enough action. Nobody cares." And now this is like this is like the thing going. Um, and yeah, more more of that. You know, that's again just that's a, a drop in the in the in the larger ocean. But it is you know something that they can at least do to you know. To create, keep a little bit of interest and a little bit of uh, people coming in the doors on the on the virtual side. And Adam, we have a nice solid piece over at uh, Legal Sports Report that Brad wrote just about what's going on over in New Jersey. Now, of course, it's different in New Jersey than it is in Nevada. We do at least have online casino there. We have a fairly robust online poker economy over there as well, with multiple operators. So. Uh, he has a, a nice piece over there about where where New Jersey is sitting as far as revenue goes. I would definitely suggest checking out Brad Allen's piece uh, that ran a few days ago. It summarizes a set of research done by Regulus Partners for GAN, looking at the New Jersey market overall, not just sports betting, but as you mentioned, uh, online gambling as well. Year over year, they're projecting about a 14% drop for New Jersey sports betting revenue. Now looking at 255 million for 2020 after coming in at 312 million last year, um, obviously significant. And that is still planning on a full NFL season. We're not at the point yet where we have to talk about uh, what the impact on football will be. Cause there's still a few months away now for New Jersey online gambling. That was a significantly better forecast. Uh, there's actually a 2% increase year over year in that forecast up to $677 million in revenue. So overall, uh, again, still putting out a fairly optimistic view for the U S market. Uh, that impact on New Jersey sports betting revenue is obviously significant materially. $57 million is, is no small amount, but considering that this virus pandemic hit at one of the worst points out of outside of football on the sports calendar that could have to knock out March Madness, as well as potentially NHL, NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball opening day uh, certainly could be worse. And Dustin, if we've picked up some new listeners along the way here, you've talked about it before, but it's worth repeating here that the casino side of things over in New Jersey has been just on fire over the last year. 
Yeah, I mean, even short of what the, the situation we're in now, uh, you know, with the cross sell from sports, the casino industry in New Jersey, especially, has, has, yeah, it's it's I think more than doubled in a little over a year in terms of how much revenue it provides the the operators in the state and in turn the state. Uh, you know, the state tax coffers. So that, that's that been uh, a, a success story for sure. We have Pennsylvania still ramping up on legacy, you know, Michigan on legacy, you know, probably coming next year. But, you know, in, you know, we haven't seen the numbers for this. We'll see them uh, in the, in the near future, but, now we we I don't I think it's more than suspect that online casino revenue is going to be up significantly. People looking for something to gamble on. Land-based casino options are closed. Sports betting is is out the window. There are just going to be more people looking for ways to bet online. And you know the legal and regulated casinos in New Jersey and Pennsylvania are, are examples of that. Same way with poker. Um, you know we've seen you know, just, there's just the traffic that they're seeing at at Poker Stars in Pennsylvania is is just off the charts as well. Uh, you know, seeing huge guarantees, at least for the small amount of people who uh, the, the the small ring fenced areas that can play New Jersey, Nevada, are seeing just large guaranteed prize pools. So, um, yeah, you know, that's uh, you know how long this will go on. I don't know. Uh, you know, as we say here, you know, gambling is a little immune to this, but people are also going to be you know suffering from from loss of income. But you know, right now with no other gambling options in in those states and. And uh, really, it's you know it's a bright spot in the in the gambling landscape right now. Yeah, as you said, we'll we'll get those numbers. But if we if we can really kind of take anything away from what we're just seeing on the poker side of things, you have to think that the casino revenue is going to be just astronomical because the numbers just on the poker side have, since I've been paying attention to this, easily have doubled as far as just regular participants. The prize pools are getting just absolutely blown away, and so. You have to think there's going to be a lot of crossover into the casino side of things as well. So that'll certainly yeah, be and, interesting. And we'll and we'll stop this. We'll stop short of saying this is like what you know states should be legalizing this. I mean, I think they should. We've been saying that right. for for years. They should be legalizing other forms of online gambling. But you know, it's not like Atlantic City casinos or Pennsylvania casinos are going to be made whole from this. But you know, this is a revenue opportunity that, that other, other casinos in other states don't have. And you know, we, it's, uh, it really should be indicative of what the future is like again we're probably not gonna god for god forbid we're not gonna go through another pandemic in the near future but you know this is this should be indicative of the engagement you can have and, and just a an, an, uh, revenue stream that's uh, kind of uh foolproof from you know what's going on in, in the rest of the world yeah certainly i think that we're going to you know as we move past this and new states are debating whether or not that they're going to go online with things, it would not surprise me in the least bit if we start to, you know, hear this case study as a reason that, uh, you know, maybe for doing something like this. I mean, they are going to use New Jersey's numbers. They're going to use Pennsylvania's numbers and they're going to say like, hey, look what they were able to do whenever, you know, the the doors were shut. And so it would not surprise me in the least bit. Adam, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll just yep. again, I don't, I don't want to say we're not going to get like we're not going to see a bunch of people pass emergency measures to legalize online gambling this year. Like that's full. No, no, no. I'm just talking in general discussions down the line, like, you know, a year from now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, New Jersey is already doing well. It should, this should be the case study of what, what happened, what's going on will be, you know, it should be something persuasive in the future. I definitely agree with that. Adam, let's take a look over at Washington here, a state that is, uh, Definitely getting hit pretty hard by everything that's going on right now, but we have a story coming out of there from a gambling perspective. 
So let's go back to 2018 when PASPA was repealed in May and go from there and say first state to legalize in all of those uh, preceding years. We go Delaware, Montana last year and Washington this year as the first to legalize. Uh, Quite remarkable that Washington is the first state in 2020. It is a limited bill. Uh, This will be just tribal gaming allowed to offer sports betting. And that will mean that it is retail only. It'll be Mississippi mobile style with on-premise mobile, but we know that really doesn't amount to much. Uh, Almost nobody's using it in Mississippi and it does not uh, present any of the same opportunities that statewide mobile would. Governor Jay Inslee signed that bill last week. It moved quickly through both houses of the Washington legislature, but it did face some opposition. Uh, The card rooms in the state put up a pretty healthy fight and they expect to uh, to file suit at some point to challenge an emergency provision that was in that bill. That emergency provision allowed the legislature to bypass going to a voter referendum that otherwise would have been required. Uh, the card rooms say that their polling indicates that that referendum wouldn't pass. Of course, you would expect that they would say that. So Looks like Washington will clear the bar first in 2020. Could be a legal hurdle still ahead, but uh, they do get two houses and a governor's signature before anyone else. The other two that have passed bills, Maryland and South Dakota, those are both bills that are going to put sports betting on the ballot in November. Now, whenever people look at this and they look and they say, okay, as far as mobile goes, what in the world would you want? You know, why would you only want it to be geofenced around the casinos and why is that a thing? Uh, Dustin, when you take a look at this, I mean, at the end of the day, this is just protection from the tribal casinos. I mean, we've seen we've seen that if things are going to get done in some of these states where they hold so much weight within the gaming industry, some concessions are going to have to be made. And, you know, of course, getting geofenced around their properties is is certainly going to be one of those things that they've been pushing for. We've heard that out of other states as well. And that looks like what's going to happen in Washington. Yeah, Washington's a weird state. I lived there for a while uh, before I lived here in Oregon. But yeah, tribal gaming really has a kind of stranglehold on the legislature there. I don't think you get you're never getting anything through the legislature there without their say so. So yeah, it's a, like a lot of states to say, oh, we're just going to go straight to straight to statewide online betting. That was never going to happen in Washington just because of of the way things are there. So you know, Washington's also a strange place where online gambling is a felony if it's not otherwise legalized by the state. So one of the, I think the only state where that actually is the place I, I actually lived there and was like, pe- friends were like, can we even play online poker? Or should we be worried? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anybody ever got arrested for playing online poker, but it is, it is a level of, of, of scariness with the law there. That's even, even more different. So yeah, you know, I think this is a, a good step, you know, They've blocked daily fantasy sports legislation there for years. Again, another one of the places where you can't even play DFS legally. And, you know, the tribes are, you know, behind the scenes behind that. So the fact that they're at least comfortable enough to have sports betting on their properties, you know, it may not seem like a huge win, but it it really is a step in the right direction for for Washington. Well, Matt, it's important to keep in mind two things when we talk about tribal gaming and mobile uh, one is the regulatory side. Uh, IGRA, the act that governs most Indian gaming across the country, uh, IGRA is pretty clear about the fact that tribal gaming is limited to reservation land. So there's some pretty significant legal concern over whether mobile could be extended 
outside reservation lands. Essentially, could you use the same argument that some in New York are trying to use, which is that if you house the server on the uh, on land that is allowed, could you then have statewide mobile and say that technically the bet was being placed where uh, where the server is? That's something that could be sorted out in the courts. But that is obviously something that uh, that thus far tribal interests have been reticent to look into. And that goes into the second part of this. A lot of tribes are not interested in reopening their compacts or potentially threatening the exclusivity they have for gaming in their states to put in the amenity of sports betting, especially if it's just retail sports betting, because as we know, this is a very low margin business. It's an amenity for most casinos and might not add revenue of a significant enough number for them to want to risk what could be at stake by having to renegotiate or potentially get in some sort of legal challenge. Very, very good addition there, Adam. Appreciate that. Um, for some clarity, because, yeah, it's, it's just a very whenever we start to talk about the different how the tribe work in these various states where they have so much power, it's it's certainly an interesting uh, web. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Dustin, why don't you tell us, you know, we were talking last week on the podcast and you were really looking forward to getting into your, you know, your your Russian ping pong betting and your sumo betting <laughs> and the things that were going on. So. Why don't you tell us just exactly how uh, how your weekend went as far as uh, betting those activities? Man, I can't bet on any of that anymore <laughs> because the Oregon scoreboard platform is down. It feels like we talk disproportionately about Oregon on here, and I, that's not only because I live here, but it is this is this feels like a bigger story than it is. And I think if we weren't in the current media cycle, this would be getting a little bit more run. But uh, there's a bunch of sites that are powered by SB Tech in the US, in Europe, and, and the rest of the world that are down. Um, and I think we're going on, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Adam, we're going on almost a week, uh, maybe a little less than a week that these have been down. That includes Oregon Lottery Sports uh, Sportsbook, uh, Golden Nugget Sportsbook in AC, Resort Sportsbook in AC, and the entire Bet America platform, which is both casino and sportsbook in New Jersey. And yeah, they, all, all of this, the, there hasn't been a whole lot of public communication. You know, I got an email from the Oregon Lottery. I'm sure other users have too that the site's down. If you go to the sites, they just say under maintenance, we're currently upgrading the site. And there's something definitely going more going on here. It's we've they've basically told SB Tech has told their, their partners that they were the victim of an attempted ransomware attack and that uh, you know, we they originally, I think, thought they would be up kind of running quite a little bit more quickly than they are. But we're now sitting here and it's like, OK, what's going on? This is this is taking a while. And, yeah, people's money is are tied up. I, I actually was not going to bet on any of that because I had pulled my money out uh, of the of my account before that. But if you're a, a customer in any of these, you're like, you know, you want your money. You're kind of probably getting worried now. I don't think there's reason to worry about the money. These are all in, in regulated markets, New Jersey, especially the, the money should be segregated and should be fine. But you should have access to it. And we're now going like a week where you're not going to be able to have access to it. So it's all kind of strange. I wish, you know, I wish there'd be a little bit more transparency. This is also coming up on weird timing on the reverse merger with DraftKings. It's supposed to go through next week. Um, And obviously not the best optics from that. Uh, If you're you're saying, oh, this is the 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 site that's going to power us. We also, you know, we've been doing online gambling here for you know, on the sports betting side, almost two years, you know, go back to the beginning of New Jersey online casino more than five years. And there, there's never been 
an example of this happening for this long where sites were down and everything was going on like this. So um, kind of worrisome. And, uh, you know, hopefully it all gets resolved. Everything's hunky dory eventually. But right now where we look at it from the outside looking in, it looks a little strange. Now, Adam, one of the things I guess to to point out here as well, it seems as if it really hit Bet America the hardest in all of this because Bet America also used their casino platform. Some of these people were only using the SB Tech sports betting platform, and as we know, sports betting right now is is pretty dry and, and not really d- generating much revenue whatsoever. But if you were using the casino side of this, we just talked about New Jersey and and how we expect those numbers to be pretty big. Uh, that's probably uh, pretty troublesome. And you have to play that out a little bit farther, right? And say that, okay, so now we're talking about DraftKings and SB Tech merging. And the whole purpose for DraftKings doing this deal, I shouldn't say the entire purpose, but the largest purpose was to have an in-house tech stack. Well, if you're DraftKings and you've been pushing casino from the early days of the New Jersey market, how comfortable are you merging at this point and moving your tech stack over to a place that just fell victim to a ransomware attack. Now, obviously, that wasn't going to happen from day one on. But boy, right now, I mean, if I'm sitting at SB Tech headquarters and if I'm sitting at DraftKings headquarters in Boston, I'm at least having some pretty intense conversations uh, to try to figure out exactly what's going on here and uh, and what it means for the future. So, you know, and no one right now, Matt, can afford to be without uh, online casino revenue if you are someone who is also in the sports betting vertical heavily and uh, DraftKings certainly qualifies there. The other big question I have coming out of this is, you know, can they just turn the lights back on? This is a, a, you know, if we're down this long, you know, you got to think regulators look under the hood and say, what's going on here? Why, why have you been closed? Now I understand this, you know, the type of attack you can't, it's not as easy as flicking a switch, but it's not also not like on the regulatory side, you had this, you know, this happened. I think you, you have regulators saying, okay, convince us that this isn't a problem for customers in, in the state. Like, you know, I don't know what will happen here in Oregon, but in New Jersey, I'm sure, you know, that's a that's part of the equation when they're we're thinking about this. So, you know, a lot, there's a lot, I think a lot we don't know about what happened here. And, you know, we're not getting a whole lot of answers other than, you know, we know a little bit of what's going on. And, you know, I, again, I, I don't, I don't think I'm trying not to sound alarm bells, but right. I do think the whole situation is, is a little strange. Yeah. Seeing how this plays out, no doubt about it is going to be uh is going to be interesting. We've seen people already on the on the Twitter machine trying to trying to get that DraftKings business. <laughs> They're kind of waving the flag out there and saying like, "Hey, if you don't want that SB Tech uh, technology, after all, uh, I've got something maybe that you're interested in." So, uh, seeing how this plays out will certainly be uh, certainly be something over the next few weeks. Adam, if we take a look over at California, this is something you know. Again, one, talking about another one of those states where the tribes have so much power in the gaming and over there and what actually gets done over there. But we were, you know, at least thinking that there was an outside chance that maybe something could get done on a tribal level there in California. But with everything being shut down, it seems like maybe this is uh, not going to happen after all. There's significant concern about the ability to qualify this initiative for the ballot in California. You mentioned the influence of the tribes in California. I mean, perhaps no state outside of Florida is there uh, more tribal influence? It's a multi-billion-dollar industry in California, and we know that a coalition of tribes pushing an initiative to legalize sports betting at their properties and at racetracks, notably not at the card rooms in the state. Now, 
They had gathered pretty close to a million signatures before they stopped that effort in the name of health for the coronavirus pandemic. Now they need about a million signatures. Why does that not work out then, right? Because you have a million, you need a million. Well, as you know, when someone stops you outside the grocery store and says, here, will you sign this uh, petition (laughs) that we have? And you say, sure, of course I'll sign this petition. And then, you know, you sign your name uh, maybe as something that you would have signed your name as a seventh grader in P.E. just because you think you're being a bit of a smart ass. Then, yeah, you know, there are going to be some signatures that are invalid. So the hope by the tribes have been to collect about a million and a half signatures to give them enough room to have a certain amount invalidated and still qualify for this for the ballot. As of now, that effort is paused and they're not sure whether they're going to be able to restart it. And considering that the deadline is in late April, uh, it's looking pretty, pretty dire for the tribes to be able to do this without getting an extension from Governor Gavin Newsom, who's been noncommittal so far on issuing extensions for any signature gathering efforts. The other thing to note in Macradell's story about this is that we were waiting for an opposition campaign to come up and it has come up in force with seven million dollars pledged behind it uh, for a campaign to go against the tribal initiative. So definitely some headwinds right now for the tribes in California. The other bonus of reading this story on LSR is when you get to the bottom, you get a whole nother story with uh, with Matt Cradell's bio. It's, uh, that'll take you like another eight minutes to read to let you know where all this guy has written across the uh, across the world out there. It is a is a fanciful tale of magical trips across the globe. <laughs> it is uh, it is one of the it is one of the longest internet bios I think I've ever seen at the end of a story. You you guys are in for a treat. Uh, Dustin, tell us about Nevada here. I mean, this is you know we talk about how literally every single every single month when these numbers come out, we say like you know everyone keeps waiting for Nevada to die. It's not going to die. We've already talked that you know we beat this dead horse already about why we think it's not going to die and why we think it'll always be a major factor and all that. However, when we see these numbers this time, we do know the next time we see these numbers, they are going to be microscopic. Yeah, this is the last record setting uh, month for sports betting handle anywhere for a while, obviously. Nevada is weird, too, because their numbers always trail by about a month. So we're we're talking about February's Nevada numbers at the end of March. Actually, now the beginning of April, they came out at the end of March. But but yeah, uh, numbers were good. Up the handle was 489 million, up about seven percent over the the previous February. yeah, I mean, Nevada still, you know, when when things are clicking and everything's going right, uh, everything is, yeah, is, is just fine. Uh, you know, the number that sticks out, though, is, is that, you know, they started reporting the, the percentage of mobile handle. It's only 45 percent. And based on the fact, you know, obviously that will go up to 100 percent because you can't bet it right at sports books except for whatever the first uh, first part of the month when uh uh, they were open in March, but you know that and that number is basically limited to people who already had accounts because you have to go in person to sign up. So you're not going to see an increase there. Uh, and yeah, March Madness, a huge event in Nevada, uh, hurts more than just the sports books. That's you know that's a bunch of people who you know come in and just you know hang out for the first weekend and and watch and and hang out by the pool and, uh, and go to clubs and restaurants. It's a it's a huge weekend for Nevada, and and that is a loss even more so than the, the sports books. Adam, one of the things that we haven't talked about a ton on the podcast because it's still just so far down the road, but 
They are building the largest sports book in the world here in Las Vegas. It will be downtown. Uh, Derek Stevens, who owns the D, you probably uh, you've probably seen some of the stuff on any of our sister sites, especially over at thelines.com about Circa and Circa has a big football contest, stuff like that. But they've been very aggressive with their limits that they take with their online app and with opening the biggest sports book in the world, which was supposed to come. And, I, you know, listen, construction is still going here in Nevada. So the, the new football stadium is going to be done. You, we assume that Circa will be opening uh, in the in the winter as well. With the new largest sports book in the world, that being a draw here with them taking as aggressively an approach to mobile as they have. It's pretty interesting to me to see if any of the old school casinos end up having to follow suit. If we see an MGM that, you know, with rebranding to bet MGM and, and going with a different strategy, if we see, you know, Caesars El Dorado, depending on if the merger's done by then, uh, even some of these independent books, a South Point or whatever it might be, uh, decide to go a little bit more aggressively on the mobile side of, uh, of things, because I think we've seen Everybody be real content to take all the action over the counter. But Circa comes into town, starts taking hundred thousand dollar limits on games on game days. I have I've heard during NFL season, they would take up to even a quarter million. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the how Nevada plays out here in in the fall, assuming that we do have, you know, sports and NFL and whatnot. Matt, it's interesting that you refer to old school and then you're talking about the MGMs and Caesars of the world because Really, what's the old school approach? It's the approach of Derek Stevens uh, at Circus Sports, right? I mean, the approach of saying, "Yeah, you know what? We're we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take these bets of sizable numbers, and we're gonna be able to manage our risk in a very small environment, right?" I mean, you're talking about two casinos essentially right now, just the Golden Gate and the D, where Circus Sports operates, and so Derek Stevens can be very flexible. He can be his own risk management guy and decide just how much. He wants to be able to take on any given game on the app, uh, over the counter, anywhere. Uh, whereas we know as things have gone more corporate at the books across town, those risk management decisions are largely taken out of the hands of uh, of the guys behind the counter. I don't want to say entirely, but they are way more constrained than they were you know, 20 or 30 years right. ago in terms of making their own decisions in terms of stuff like that. You know, one interesting note. You talk about what it's going to be like when when football comes around. Uh, Mike Palm from Circus Sports was over on the Visa network the other day talking about the fact that they had a day in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic where they wrote something like ten thousand dollars on Russian soccer. I mean, <laughs> seriously, people are still looking for something to bet on on these apps. And Circus Sports has been one that has been pretty aggressive in trying to find ways to keep the app functioning. While some of the blue bloods like Superbook have decided, you know what, this is not the right time for us to be doing that. Yeah, it's going to be I, I, I'm, the the limits they were taking over the app this past year. And considering it was their first year of doing it with it being so aggressive, you got to think that they have probably figured some things out, maybe even a little bit more aggressive with what they're willing to take mobily. And if that forces the hand of some of these other guys, if they want to play kind of in the deep waters with with what Derek and them are willing to take over the app. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting again, assuming that we do have sports come the fall and, and winter around over here. But we talk about DC a lot. We've talked about DC a ton here, Adam. And uh, you know, this was one of the decisions that we thought was a head scratcher. And finally it looks like cooler heads have prevailed. I will 
let people a little bit behind the curtain here and say that let's say 95% of the headlines on legal sports report I write. So, you know, send your hate mail to me, Adam at legal sports report.com. But this one I wrote common sense prevails for the DC one, because the fact that the DC lottery was going to launch its sports betting effort into the nothingness void that is March and April, 2020 was both defying logic but yet also the most on-brand thing that we could have seen for what has been a botched effort from the very beginning in Washington, D.C. You know, I was going through and editing some of our resources, uh, including our Washington, D.C. sports betting resource page, and noticed that our initial estimate was that the D.C. Council expected that sports betting would launch in spring of 2019. Right. (laughs) Uh, Not quite yet. So... They have decided to delay the launch until sports start again. Um, you know, it's not to say we're, we're going to be devoid of launches until sports come up again. You're going to see certain states, uh, places like Colorado, decide to just go for it and get into customer acquisition mode long before football starts. But in D.C., when you've waited this long in the first place, it does not make a lot of sense to just throw the thing out into a black hole. I want to, I want to bet 140 sides on table tennis. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Interlock can bring you that. They'll, they'll give you that for sure. There's no, there's no, yeah. On, on table tennis that you, you can't even, I, I wouldn't even know where to watch it if you wanted to try and watch it. Not that I was trying to, to watch it or anything anytime recently. And not that I actually did bet on Russian table tennis, but you know, if someone were to have made a bet and was trying to find where to watch it, I, I think it's pretty difficult to do. And I, for, I forget who was doing this, though, but yeah. somebody was streaming Belarusian soccer, right? Like, that was a thing. I'm not <laughs> making that up, right? Somebody was doing that on, a, on an app, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, it would not. Yeah, I mean, it would not surprise me in the least. But good good on them, you know, whatever. Bring bring the people what they're, what they're looking for here. Uh, Dustin, one of the things that we, you know, kind of jump up and down about a lot of times is when people will cite things that you can quote unquote bet on And we know for sure that there is no way in the world that you can actually legally bet on these things. We've talked about people talking about betting on little league before and hot, you know, uh, and, and spelling bees and different, you know, of course the very hot one right now is the election that we say is not something that you can bet on legally in the United States. Well, one of the things that has popped up is weather betting. And we have a piece over on LSR about that. Yeah, you know, this I think this first came up maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. I got an email from an offshore sports book. The, you know, they're very good with their press efforts, as I always say that, hey, they're taking uh, bets on the weather now. And I knew this would start this would start coming out there. People would start writing about it. And sure enough, there were stories kind of all over the mainstream media saying, hey, you want, there's no sports to bet on, but you can bet on the weather. And, you know, obviously this is only happening at offshore sites. There's no regulated book in the United States that's taking, uh, you know, uh, temperature in Topeka tomorrow uh, as, a, <laughs> as, a, as a market. But, you know, there's a, there's some there's definitely a legal thing here outside of, you know, whether it's the whole part about the offshore books and that they're offering Americans action is that, you know, this is, uh, there's, it's actually a, a weather derivatives are actually a market in the United States that are, that are overseen by uh, a body here. And you can't just like j- to just come up uh, as a sports book and say, Oh, I'm taking bets on the weather now. That's, 
that would be problematic for any regulated sports book. So when you see uh, it's a good piece to read, you know, when you see people saying, oh, we're, we're allowing you to bet on the weather. There's also the there's a daily fantasy weather site as well. It's been around for several years that hasn't hasn't attracted any legal attention yet. But God only knows, um, you know, I, I always feel like I'm shouting into a void when we talk about the legality of this stuff, because nobody cares anymore. It's like you do whatever you want. We have. You know, we have sims of of we have sims of daily fantasy contests that for real money where people are, are these are old historical performances and somehow you can bet on that or sorry you can daily fantasy sports on that uh, based on current federal and state law I don't know where any of this comes from but you know it's <laughs> just just be a, you just got to be a little careful and a little discerning when you're when you're looking at this stuff and uh, yes uh, although we do also uh, will also note that we saw DraftKings has weather free to play weather pools because they're doing they're trying everything they can to keep customers engaged so you, you can't bet for real money but you can go over there and say here's what i think the weather will be like and play for a free contest and and actually win some money but it's but it's free to play so uh that, that's all that's on the right side of the, the legal line here while we're talking about the weather what's it what's it like over there in bend oregon it's it's snowing today and i'm irate i'm irate that it's snowing on april 1st that can't be real life is it really are you serious? Oh, no, it actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not on the ground, but it's been snowing off and on all day, which is we're in a, it's a mountain town here. So it's not the not the weirdest thing, but it is. Uh, yeah, we're a week into spring and still snowing. So, Adam, I don't know about you, but it is uh, it is just absolutely perfect where I am. I, I, I don't know about you. I mean, it is something where you could just you could lay out by a pool if you wanted to. I mean, look, where you are uh, up in the rich country of Las Vegas, you know, it's always good weather. There's never anything you have to worry about. <laughs> I'm down here, you know, right in, in middle class America in uh, in Nevada, and it's gorgeous here, too. I I'm know. lucky. It I was is. working outside for a while today. Uh, it is. It, it Listen, in these times, I'm finding interesting ways to do things in my backyard that I never thought I would do before. I might I might I might plant a flower bed, guys. I mean, who, who knows? I don't know where this is going to take me over the next 30 days, but uh, I bet you some interesting paths. I'll put it that way. Yeah, your interest in horticulture was something I predicted years ago. So I don't know where to cash that ticket. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ask you about what flowers you're planting now every week. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys, hold hold me to this. I need some accountability. I need. I mean, that's the only way that I'm actually going to do this is if you guys uh if you guys give me uh, crap about it here on the podcast. So we'll we'll definitely do that. Uh, Adam, before we get out of here, uh, let us let's check in on uh, Maryland, Kentucky. Yeah, just a couple of postmortems here, really. Uh, Macrodell caught up with legislators in both states. Bill Sponsor in Maryland talking about how he believes that if they had been able to have a full session, they might have been able to address concerns from the House that turned their bill from a fully fleshed out bill into the referendum that I mentioned earlier. Um, that is debatable. Uh, the folks in the House who had concerns about minority and women inclusion in the opportunity to operate sports betting say that, yeah, we don't think it could have been worked out uh, in a, another couple of weeks, but a good read over there to find out what happened in Maryland. Uh, Representative Adam Koenig in Kentucky basically said, you know what, we had the votes and we still couldn't get it passed. I won't take away all of the thunder from that article. Uh, I'll just give you the money quote from the end in which Representative Koenig said, you know what, um, I'm very optimistic about next year, but I was very optimistic this year. So what the hell do I know? 
that is uh that 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 is I, i'm glad that you didn't take the thunder out of that but you might have killed you might have killed uh, you know the punchline there you might you might the the best part of the old it, the thing is if you read all the way to the end of the story to get to the punchline then you you have already been a loyal lsr reader who deserves the <laughs> kudo that you got in advance that's um, like an evergreen quote that's an evergreen quote though that i feel like applies to my life like i was optimistic this year and then, but what the hell do I know? Basically, Optimistically, my life. The guy who said the California will fall into the ocean before it gets sports betting. If, uh, you know, guys, we touched, we mentioned briefly on the poker stuff. If you're interested in more of what's going on in the poker realm, sister site, online poker report out there. And of course, the uh, our, our two big sites that we have going on in the legal gaming jurisdictions over there on the East Coast, uh, Play Pennsylvania and Play NJ, if you want some updates on everything that's going on out there with all of those things as well um guys i'm gonna go buy some sunflower no sunflowers are too big uh I- i'm gonna go buy some uh, what petunias Pet- how, how big are petunias uh, like i could probably plant those right sure i want i want you to plant some vegetables while, while, like <laughs> make this something healthy yeah it's, yeah that, okay I, I don't even know what could grow in the the vegas climate but i'm gonna assume a pepper could because peppers just seem like peppers absolutely gr- peppers will grow out here there we go that's gotta we i, I want to hear all del- about your pepper garden that has a delicate palate though i don't know what like how many vegetables is he actually like uh, peppers i do I, I do do peppers so there we go there we have it i'm going okay. to yeah i'm going to buy some peppers and those things are getting uh those things are getting cooked. They're, they're getting grown, my friends. That's what we're going to do here to uh, get us through the next couple of weeks. Uh, as always, guys, we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher and Google and really do appreciate those really uh, those five star reviews really do help us out and help us climb up the charts there. More people find us. And Adam, I'm going to do something I don't normally do here, but I do want to give a brief little tease that we have uh, an article dropping over the next couple of days from our friend. Uh, Brad Allen over on over in uh, in Europe and this one I don't want to give it away I just want to say this is a reason to head back to legal sports report because you're going to read something here that all three of us our jaws dropped even though we couldn't see each other I know the reaction uh, whenever we read this uh, this bit of news and it is something that I think even a lot of people out there that feel like they are really into the gaming industry are going to find that this is a, a complete shocker. If you're someone who has ever put money into a sports betting account in any state, this is something you'll want to see. There you have it. Next couple of days, be sure and check out Brad's story over on LigaSportsReport.com. For Dustin, for Adam, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cabo meal valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.